Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome, Amanda Grace, here with you today. We have a very special guest with us that I'm going to bring on in just a few minutes. Vidar from Safari Missions is here. We have a lot to talk about, especially since Friday, I released a word from the Lord, and it, part of it talked about the areas of the Congo and Kenya and those areas. So we'll get into that as well. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to open up in prayer, and then we're going to bring Vidar right in. So Father God, in the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ, we come before you. We praise you that you are almighty God. You are high and lifted up far above every power, principality, and might. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise due your name. We humble ourselves before you this day, Father God, asking that the pull of the flesh becomes less in our lives, so you, your will, and your power become more in our lives. We acknowledge you sent your son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, to the earth, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He was the Passover lamb, the sacrifice for our sins. He willingly went to Calvary to die. He purchased us by the shedding of his blood. That blood dripped onto the mercy seat and a transaction happened and we were purchased that day and redeemed back to our father in heaven. We praise you, Lord, that Jesus Christ rose again in three days, ascended back into heaven, took his rightful place at the right hand of the father where he rules and reigns victoriously forevermore. He is our advocate, our mediator before the throne of God. And Lord, we honor that before you this day. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we invite your presence and the presence of the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKadosh, to fill this place, to fill where we are, Father God, in Jesus' name, to just th that the power of your presence would move, Father God, that your words would flow, that the weight of your glory, Lord, would rest upon us during this time. Father, we just ask that you would lead and guide us in all wisdom, counsel, might, power, and the reverential fear of the Lord. By the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, by the spirit of the one true living God, may only the truth and power of Almighty God with authority now come forth, Lord, in Jesus' name. Father God, take all the glory for yourself because you are the potter. We are merely the clay. We are dust without your breath of life in us, without you breathing life into us. Father God, we are nothing more than clay and dust, Father. Every breath we take is because of you. The word says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And we give you all the glory for that today, Father God. We praise you. You are high and lifted up in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hello also to our moderators and our Ark of Grace team. Thank you for helping us do what we do for the Lord. And now let's bring on Vidar from Safari Missions. Hello. Well, hello, hello. Greetings from uh, Nairobi on a, on a cold and rainy evening here. Oh, I'm sure. So what time is it there, Vidar? Uh, we're at 7 p.m. right now. So we, we have about a seven hour or so difference, basically in general. Right, right. Yes. Yeah. So the day has been spent and it's been a good day. Good, good. So so you just got back from Nigeria. Yes, uh, we were in Nigeria this past week, um, flying over uh, some of the regions of the Congo. Sudanese airspace is closed mm. because, uh, well, some of the world powers are battling it out there. So. Can you explain um, to everyone, Vidar, maybe what happened in Sudan, what you know, because you're in that part of the world? Yes, um, there, there's a number of different things. Uh, I don't have all the details of everything happening behind the scenes. But, you know, a lot of these skirmishes that are happening around the, uh, around the world, it's, 
it's the various world powers uh, that are battling out um, a lot of different alignments that are shifting as far as um, who's working with who in the, in, in the various countries. Uh, Sudan has a very strategic port uh, in the Red Sea, and that's very valuable. Uh, we know that a lot of weapons that's gone into the, um, the, the areas in um, Gaza and some of the Palestinian areas, a lot of the weapons have been going through Sudan. So, mm. you know, we know where those weapons are coming from and, and, and how some of that is happening. Um, we've got some of our own uh, government officials that are in there and meeting, high-level official meetings. So you've got, you've got um, you know, some of the communist powers in there. You've got some of the Islamic powers in there. You've got some of the Western powers in there. And we're working on shifting alliances. So what we're seeing in the Ukraine, what we're seeing in Taiwan, what we're seeing in Sudan, it's, it's all very similar kind of things that is happening around the world. And... Let me ask, does it affect at all what you have been doing? So does all of this at all affect what you've been doing in that area? Well, uh, Sudan specifically, uh, not as much. We do, we do see some missionaries that are coming into mm -hmm. Nairobi. Nairobi tends to be a safe harbor whenever there is turmoil in the area. So, so yeah. we see some missionaries coming in here. Uh, we work more on the Somali border area. We work more in the Congo. Some of these things are affecting what we are doing in the Congo um, because of the operations there. We, we see some of the same tendencies uh, happening in there. In fact, one of our one of our key people was in uh, the Congo um, practically the whole month of March uh, into April, and uh, lots of the roads are shut down. Um, mm. The various rebel armies, or so to speak, there's there's a lot of different armies that are in there. Uh, battling for the various cities and a lot of roads were shut down which means food can't come in and come out so it's it's very hard uh, for the people of the Congo uh, our guy was able to get into one of the cities that we work in there we we're on the radio uh, twice a week uh, you're actually helping us with that um, through the support that you give from market grace and to safari mission we're happy and, to uh, do it <clears throat> Yeah, and we're, we're, we're glad that we're working together to get the gospel into some of these That's right. very, very difficult-to-reach uh, areas. But uh, our guy gets in there, and, and the people are very, very happy because they're also there, there are missionaries leaving uh, even as we are going in. But uh, we just believe that we are called in grace to do this kind of a thing. And um, as, as we're going in, uh, we're doing seminars with pastors, um, 100 pastors the first, first day, second day, 160, the third day, the, the crowd grows to 300 pastors, pastors and leaders. But this radio station shows up because they, they, they tell us that the, the program that we consistently air with them is so popular that they wanted to record everything and broadcast extra. Um, a second radio station shows up because they've been listening to this other radio station that we are on and go, your program is really popular. Can we record and can we broadcast as well? Uh, wow. So we know that the, the word is very effective. We're getting word back from pastors that um, they record a podcast. They don't get a lot of outside influence, but they're you know scribbling notes as, the, as they listen to the radio and the different things, and then they go preach it on Sunday. Uh, we're getting reports of people that get born again. We're getting report of people that go, wow, I can do something with my life. And then they go out and they start farms, they start businesses, and you see mm -hmm. economic productivity take off uh, through the message of the gospel in that place. Praise God. You know, 
maybe you can explain Vidar, and then I'll go into this word about the Congo, but maybe you can explain how teaching them business goes with the gospel and goes with spreading the gospel in that area. Yeah, sure. You know, if, if you read the covenant, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 28 contains the blessings and the curses of the covenant. Mm -hmm. And in those blessings, we are to be the head and not the tail. Read the context. Above and not beneath. And, yes. Above and not beneath. And it's talking about also economically. Whatever we put our hand to is supposed to prosper. Some have said, well, that's Old Testament. Yeah, that's true. But Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. Amen. And we also mm -hmm. have the, the, the filling with the Holy Spirit uh, through all of this. Well, the blessing of Abraham, it says that, and, and Abraham was very rich in silver and in cattle and in gold. And it's not for us to be hoarders. That That's not what we're talking about. But if we're going to be an influence in society, we have to be economically strong. You, you can't be economically poor and, and get people to listen to you. Uh, if you're going to have an influence, you, it takes money to have influence. So God does want us uh, to prosper. And that's the starting point to realize that he really doesn't want us to be poor. He, he wants us to prosper. Now, the Amen. message has a lot to do with, you know, there are some that focus so strongly on just the, the, the gospel side, what Jesus has done. And, and we need that. There are others that just focus very strongly on just the practical side. What do you do with your hands? How do you weld? How do you start a farm? Uh, we combine the two because we have found you, you need the message of Jesus to get shame out of your life. So you can start believing in that God wants you to actually do something so you can get some self-esteem back, that you can believe that the power of Christ is in us. That way you get the self-esteem back. But then you also need to know the practicals of, well, how do you plant? At what depth do you need to put the seed? Because if you put, you know, may seed at a foot depth, it's not going to germinate. That's uh, right. If you put it too shallow, it, it won't come up right. So there's just some practical things you have to know as well. Well, when, when you combine the two, uh, that's when you have the dynamite. Well, it's very true. That's when, when the will of God aligns in somebody's life and the biblical principles align doors open, things fire on all cylinders, a, a solid foundation is set, roots are planted that are firm, and things, yes, can then can then grow. So you can be a blessing to others. The Lord ultimately wants us to be a blessing to others, and he wants us to be cheerful givers. He does. And so in order for that to happen, these things have to be set in first place because God is a God of order. Yes, He's not exactly. going to, in the midst of confusion, um, give somebody a, you know, a bunch of, of, you know, uh, something big to steward in the middle of complete confusion in their life where all that's going to happen is going to crash and burn because things have not been set in the proper order. Very true. Very, very true. Um, yeah, along with all these things, you know, basic basic family life principles. Exactly. If your family life is a mess, then... Yeah, it's pretty good chance everything else around you is going to be a mess as well. So these are some of the foundational building blocks of society that they have to be aligned with the way that God designed for these things to be. And, and when you start aligning these things, life just becomes different and, and you start growing in all areas of life. And it's just a wonderful thing to see and, and the fruit that comes from preaching the true message of the gospel uh, and the practical of how to live 
a practical gospel Christ-centered Christian life. Amen. And it's well that this is true because people have to understand, okay, like I just said before, God is a God of order. And in order for something to grow, there has to be order and there has to be what? Discipline and there has to be submission and there has to be all of these things for something to grow. People want to skip all that part and they want to skip the actual process of getting that all in place. And they just want to get to, to the promise and the reward part of it. But the Lord can't do that. He wouldn't be a good father if he did that, because then he'd be giving us what we could not steward correctly or handle and what we would squander. So the process is so important. And I think that's what's left out a lot when um, they want to preach. I know I know they call it the prosperity gospel. And I always say there's no gospel named prosperity in the word of God. You know, there's principles of it, but there's no particular gospel named it. But a lot of times when things are spoken, they leave out that process part that, that you have to get right with God. There has to be a discipline. There has to be an order. There has to be a firmly rooting and a maturing of yourself in order to handle what God wants to give you to steward. And many times they leave that part out and make people think, well, in the middle of their mess, God is just going to give them anything and everything they could have ever wanted, which the Lord will help you step by step get out of that, but there is an order to it and there's a process to it. So when he gives you to steward what he wants to give you, it actually grows. You actually can properly and maturely manage what he's given you to grow. That's so, so very, very true. Um, I, I, a lot of times I'll use the analogy of, you know, a lot of people want a house, but they don't want to go through the trouble of laying the foundation properly. Yeah. And some of these underlying root issues really is the foundation of our life. And you can talk about business principles, but life is still going to be a mess unless we lay the foundation correctly, understanding uh, how to operate with the Lord. How, you know, how is family life supposed to be? What is ethical principles? What does it mean to live right? Uh, even as we have an understanding of Christ in us, the hope of glory, all of these things have to be laid correctly. Uh, otherwise, we're going to have huge gaps and huge holes in our lives. Well, that's kind of like Swiss cheese. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. that, that's the picture. <laughs> it's just going to look like Swiss cheese. And though it's delicious on a Reuben and other things, it's not good for you, for your life, ultimately, for a picture of your life. Yes. Yep. It's it's going to be a house without a foundation. When the storms of life come, it's, it's um, the fall will be spectacular if you want to put it like that. Yeah. Very true. Very true. So. I'm going to, Vidar, I want to see what you think about this, because all I know is that they they evacuated the embassy in Sudan. So I really don't know anything else about what is going on in the area, because like I said, I try to stay away from it so it doesn't influence the prophetic or something the Lord may want to tell me. Right. That's yep. coming. That that it's uh, easier to hear when we haven't paid attention to the news. Yes, very much so. Very much so. So. On the 28th of April, in a word from the Lord, I've got, I got this two paragraphs worth. And so I'm going to read it and I'm going to see what you think about this. Okay. Cause you're in that area. All right. Yes. This is what the Lord says. <clears throat> Taiwan, the Congo, parts of Kenya and Central America shall be fought over more 
including wars between terrorist groups, governments, mercenaries, cartels shall war with each other, even in order to build on and extract from what these areas have been deeply rich in. Some deep in the earth, new minerals and resources still unfound shall be found. However, righteous leaders must be raised up to block the nefarious plans that these resources so will allow. The cartel is building a bridge to the Congo. The scouts have already gone forth. Watch as this begins to happen. However, I, the Lord, shall put a ring in the nose of another entity and lure them in to oppose and block the bridge. So therefore, it is abandoned for a season. It it, uh, it aligns very much with what we are hearing, what we are seeing, uh, both in prayer and the natural. Um, regarding Kenya, I do know that there is a um, arm wrestling, so to speak, uh, mm -hmm. behind the scenes. In fact, we've got riots that are um, announced for tomorrow, uh, May the 2nd. Really? Yes. And, and this, is, um, this is the global elite, the various world powers that are involved in some of the local politics of what's happening here in Kenya. Uh, so that aligns. Um, Kenya has... Um, well, historically, since since the end of colonialism uh, in Africa, uh, Kenya really is the only country in East Africa that has not been under Islamic uh, or socialist slash communist rule. Uh, mm -hmm. Kenya has always been strongly uh, Western leaning, but of course, we know the you know the the moral decay decay of the West. Um, you know, so having strong ties to the West is. <laughs> depending on which government you're talking about, that may or may not be a good thing at the moment. So, yes, it, it's um, what the Lord is saying there. I mean, I already know just from looking at things in the natural that uh, that these things are in process at the moment. Um, we're the cartel also working surprised with... me, the cartel. When the Lord's talking about the cartel, because I'm thinking the cartels of South America and those areas and the ones that, you know, have been have been uh, sending mules across the border here. That's the kind of cartel I think of that now has sent scouts into yeah. that area. We have a lot of local cartels here, uh, mm -hmm. both in Kenya uh, and in Africa as well. And, um, you know, if you look at even in the United States, the way uh, a lot of these uh, well-known businesses are working together with the government, uh, you can very well call that a cartel as well. Mm -hmm. So um, now regarding the Congo, um, yeah, you know, there's been wars fought in the Congo for, for decades and decades. Uh, and now with realignment of, of global powers, uh, it's not surprising that we will start seeing some of these things uh, in the Congo as well. Mm -hmm. um, but um, just just historically speaking, uh, we know that when the gospel goes forth strongly in a society, uh, very typically there's a little bit of a lag, and then that's, that society starts to develop, it starts to evolve uh, from a historical perspective. Mm -hmm. uh, we're seeing the same thing uh, in prayer as well. And even the global elite, they're saying that you, you need to watch out for sub-Saharan Africa and the economic growth that is coming in sub-Saharan Africa. The big question is, mm -hmm. who is going to be in control of all this growth? Uh, you know, yeah. the Western powers are still very much of a colonial mindset. They still want to do the same thing that the, 
that they have done for a long time. And we have powers in Asia as well that want to do the same thing. We have powers up north that want to do the same thing. You know, the, Satan is not that clever. He keeps on trying to do the same thing that he's been doing through all these empires all throughout world history. I agree. But we know that when, when you have people that over time, they humble themselves, they pray, they turn from their wicked ways, those countries will be raised up and, and, and the glory of the Lord will, will shine in those nations where, where people turn to the Lord like that. It's interesting because that, you know, that area is so, is so rich in the earth in what it possesses and things that haven't even been discovered yet, you know, are going to come out of there, you know, minerals and other things of that mm -hmm. nature come out of there. Um, and this is why the Lord has to raise up righteous leaders who are praying for that to happen in that area, because if it gets into the wrong hands, like they really want, like you said, you have so many countries on the, on the uh, monopoly board right now, eyeing, you know, we'll, we'll call, we'll call the Congo, the boardwalk on the monopoly board. So, you know, it's one of the most expensive to get. It's one of the hardest uh, to get. And you've got all of these countries now eyeing this prize. And so this is why, you know, these countries that have made alliances, these superficial alliances, these will break as they fight over these areas. You know, because because they were all rushing in. It's like fools rush in. They all rush in. They all want to rush in at once. And then they're going to have to battle each other for the territory. Yep, this is um, this is what we're seeing. This is what's happening. Um, the mining industry in the Congo is worth. Uh, I don't know if you're ready for this, but it's worth one hundred trillion dollars. Oh, my goodness. And what do they mine? Tell us what they mine there. That is a ton. Well, it, it would be a shorter list to list what they don't mine okay. than to list what they do mine. Mm -hmm. um, gold, diamonds, cobalt. You know, cobalt is used for uh, semiconductors. It's used for electric batteries. So you've got GM, Ford, Tesla, you know, working, trying to get electric batteries. Well, those things do not come out of China. The raw materials comes out of the Congo. Finished product may come out of China, but, but you know, the stuff you need for semiconductors and, and batteries, predominantly it comes out of the Congo. Uh, gold, diamonds, um, copper, and, and the list just goes on and on and on. Anything and everything you can think of comes out of the Congo. Wow. And so, uh, yeah, $100 trillion, you know, one snap of your fingers and you can wipe out the U.S. national debt three times over. That, oh, my so gosh. It's just, it's, it's just mind-boggling. It is mind boggling. And so when it comes to that area, the mining industry is so big, you know, the resources are rich, but a lot of the people struggle. Well, that, that's been the colonial mindset ever from Babylon, if you will, you know, where you, you, you take out the middle class, you keep it, keep the people poor, you, you feed them just enough that they will survive. Uh, the communists used to say, give them food and give them entertainment. The people be, will keep quiet. And that is the colonial mindset. And that's what's been happening in the Congo all these decades. So that the world powers or the global elite, if you want to call it that, can take the resources out while the people are just fed just enough, but kept poor enough that they, they can't really resist what's going on. So mm -hmm. empowering the locals, um, 
that's the answer in America. That's the answer in the Congo. That's the answer in Kenya. That, that's the answer in Europe. That's, that's how you fight socialism and, and, and all of these things. Help people to become self-reliant, self-sufficient. And that doesn't mean you don't rely on the Lord. Of course, we do rely on the Lord, but by relying on the Lord and, and working with him, you can become economically productive to the point that others cannot control you. It, well, that that's the key. Economically productive so others cannot control you. That's why the word of God says the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Yes. Because it, it, when it, it absolutely becomes is. God, when it yes. becomes a God like that, it is very easy to use it to control others that are not grounded in the Lord and understand about the spiritual warfare behind that. Yes, uh, absolutely true. And, um, you know, we find that this fight is the same in the United States as it is in the Congo or anywhere else for that matter. Uh, if we don't do a good job of being productive ourselves and controlling our, our own finances, it might not be colonial powers that control us, but it, it'll be Visa and MasterCard instead. You know, you'll, you'll be a debt slave if you want to put it like that. It's a very mild form of slavery, but it is it is oppression and it is control nonetheless. And that's exactly what Satan wants. And the way to combat that is to submit ourselves to the will of the Lord and then take control of our own lives so that others will not control us. You know, it's interesting in Deuteronomy 28, I'll go back to that because you had mentioned Deuteronomy 28 before. It says, you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not you borrow. You shall not borrow. Yes, you shall not borrow. Mm -hmm. He wants us to be the head and not the tail. And when we are the head, we, we become the economic powerhouses that help other people in need. And, and we're not dependent upon others because um, you've got the wisdom, you've got the resources. Um, and it's really just about finding solutions in society. When you become a problem solver, uh, money doesn't become an issue anymore. Well, no, because, you know, when the wisdom of God, I, I always say when people talk about, well, what should I, you know, pray for from the Lord and what should I do? One of the things I say is one of the number one things you should be asking the Lord for is wisdom because you will not know what to do with the ideas God gives you or what he gives you anyway to steward. If you do not have wisdom, wisdom allows us from the Lord to take those ideas we're given, to take the instructions the Lord gives us, and then to know how to carry them out that they become fruitful and productive. Yeah, very, very true. And, and you know, this is what Paul is praying for the Ephesian church in Ephesians chapter one as well, that they'll have the wisdom, the understanding knowing the hope to which we've been called, knowing the inheritance that is ours, and knowing the power of God that is at work within us. Yes. Uh, along with that, I'm just thinking of, um, I just heard a testimony from one of our graduates. Um, you know, at safarimission.org, uh, we, we help. We've trained a lot of the military officials stationed on the Somali border um, for, for several years. And wow. uh, one of these guys out there, um, this is Al-Shabaab, uh, Al-Qaeda, kind yes. of areas that they're working in mm -hmm. and uh, this guy he goes out there uh, this is north northeastern uh, kenya arid rough very difficult uh, one of our graduates from this program he said yeah we actually sleep the best when we dig a hole at night because a bullet can go through the wall of a building but it'll never go into a hole that you've dug so we dig a hole and we sleep better that way than we sleep in a building it's just 
mind-boggling things start to going through. But this one graduates, he starts a church and the um, Islamists or Al-Shabaab kind of people, you know, they, they desecrate the church, they tear it down, he rebuilds it, they desecrate it, they tear it down again, destroy it. Um, the third time he rebuilds and uh, they end up giving up. And that's what happens when you have the wisdom, when you know the power of God that is in us. You know how to be led by the Spirit of God, and you know what to answer in the various uh, kind of situations. And you end up answering like Ezra and Nehemiah did when they rebuild the walls. Mm -hmm. Well, that one church turned it, turned into five churches. And then in addition, there was a few other pastors in the area that had tried to build churches, and it was just hard for them not having this foundation that we're talking about. Um, but this this pastor then that is one of our graduates from, from SafariMission.org, um, he now has 11 churches in this area. Uh, we had been looking for years trying to find people that are effective building churches out here and ends up that we're training some of the military officials and they're out there and they're chaplains and they're starting churches. So 11 more churches out in the Somali border and, and Al-Shabaab and Al-Qaeda controlled kind of areas. Wonderful. Think of, think of the churches being built out there, I'm telling this to our audience as well, kind of is like the central command centers that are being built. And that's where they get the instruction and the wisdom and the relationship grows with almighty God who has given us the word of God, which is our manual. And so then, you know, with our manual, when we need to understand it further, we consult the owner. And this all happens at central command in a way. If you look at it as a military operation or be soldiers in the army of the living God, they go there to get the instruction and the strategy and the wisdom and to be trained because you have to be trained in order to go out effectively on a mission and do what you're supposed to do. And then they are sent out from there. This is, this is exactly how the kingdom of God operates. Uh, and this is the thinking that we have at, uh, at safarimission.org. We uh, keep on training leaders um, thinking of one right now, he's he started 50 churches. That's out in the Maasai areas. These are rough to rough to reach areas. I mean, he's been bruised. He's been beaten up. He goes Aww. back into the place. He's beaten up and chased out. And after a while, they just give up, and the church takes off, and it works. 50 of them he started, and he comes to us and goes, "Well, I've been working all in Kajiado and these Maasai areas." you have a harder place to work? And I start telling him about um, the border operations that we have in the Somali border. And he goes, well, we got some Kenya military guys out there. And you have to understand the manhood rituals for the Messiahs is taking out a line with just a spear. I mean, these are, these are some pretty tough and rough guys. And he goes, well, we have Kenya military out there. It's not, it's not that bad, is it? Uh, do you have a harder place to work? Uh, he's working in the Congo now. And uh, we just have some, Phenomenal, phenomenal people that go into some hard areas. And um, we know that the only way to drive the darkness out is you, you have to focus on turning on the light. You have to focus on getting the truth in. And so you get the truth and the light and the love of God into a population. Darkness changes uh, very rapidly when, when that happens. It does. And it really is the living out of the the scripture resist the enemy and he shall flee from you resisting that word it's not a nicey nice word that is a hostile word that is literally continuing and almost locking up arms and saying i'm not going to move you're going to move and consistently continuing to go at that until you make the enemy move 
You know, that that reminds me of a story. This is a few years back. I'm, I'm in a village. This was in Kenya. Um, I'm told I'm the first foreigner to ever spend the night in this village. And we have a crusade here. And I stand on the pulpit and I, I challenge all the witch doctors to show up the next night. <laughs> you know, Good when you, you know that the power that raised Christ from the dead is at, at work in me, uh, it's, it's very difficult for a witch doctor to scare me. I just know that what's in me is bigger than whatever's in them. That's right. Amen. Well, we have, we have evangelism teams that are going door to door the next day. Well, lo and behold, there are a number of witch doctors in the area of this village. Our evangelism team goes in the areas and passes by the houses of all these witch doctors. They are all boarded up, and we find out that all the witch doctors, they have left the area instead of daring to come to the crusade. Praise yeah. God. That's amazing. Is, yeah, it's, it's just amazing. But, you know, they most of them, pretty much all of them, they know that when you have a believer who is bold and who is not afraid and knows the power of Christ and the authority of the believer that we have, they know that these, these people are dangerous to deal with. And, and, and they become afraid. Uh, they want to instill fear in us, but um, they know that the power we have, the blood of Christ is, is much right. more powerful than whatever blood they're messing with. Well, that's exactly it. And what influences and controls them and who they serve is, are petrified of the name of Jesus Christ. They are petrified of that power and they are petrified of believers who truly operate in the authority of the believer and know it. Once they know how to operate in that, the, the kingdom of darkness trembles, who serves them trembles because they don't have an answer for it. It, it absolutely does. That's when that's when Satan is reminded that uh, somebody conquered him and that's paraded right. him just like the Roman soldiers used to parade those old kings. They would put out their eyes and they would be paraded through the streets of Rome and the Romans would come out and they would they would make fun of them. They would spit on them and do all this kind of stuff, you know, but uh, Jesus conquered for us, and, and we can walk in that victory. We can walk in that authority, help people understand it. Uh, and then when that happens, we've seen all kinds of villages turn around where there's been all kinds of dark darkness. There's been all kind of spousal abuse, alcoholism, mm. uh, laziness, poverty. All these things, they start turning when you go in with the true gospel, the true light, and then you start helping the people understand the principles get their lives on a true foundation, help them to become productive. Those people become hard to control. The devil can't control them and nobody else can control them. That's just what happens in situations like that. And you, you know what I like about what Safari Missions does is it, it teaches them to fish. You teach them to fish. You just don't give them a fish because giving them a fish may feed them for a day, but they're still under the control of the poverty and the oppression, you know, and the heaviness and, and the ancestral garbage that's going on in that area. They're still under the influence. When you teach them, you break the cycle. The enemy works in cycles. He keeps people in bondage by keeping them in cycles. He keeps families in bondage by keeping them in cycles. And when you break the cycle, the enemy doesn't have the power to step in anymore and exert that control and authority. Very true. Very, very true. And when you break the cycle, you know, not only do you help the current generation, but you're helping their kids. And, and for generations to come, the cycle's been broken. And now we're, we get into a cycle of healthy marriages, healthy lives, uh, productive people. And, 
And over time, stuff grows and everything just changes. It does. Yes, you're right. And and the key to what Vidar said just now is over time, because there's sometimes many things the Lord has to undo that have been ingrained in us from the time we're kids. And he has to undo all of that and rewire us and retrain us and retrain our minds and, and help us harness this because death and life are in the power of the tongue to get us to that place. But once you do get to that place, what happens is you look back and you see, they say hindsight is twenty twenty, but you see what you couldn't see when you were in it. You see the darkness, you see the bondage, you see where the cycles were, you know, you see where, where, where things were ingrained in you from your family, because there were cycles in your family that needed to be broken that others didn't break. You begin to see all of this and you go, praise God, I'm off the spin cycle that I've stepped off that ride. I'm done. Yes. This is exactly what happens when we do what Romans chapter 12 talks about. Mm -hmm. Do not be conformed to the world. Yes. But we get transformed to transform ourselves by or being transformed by the renewing, renewing of our minds. So it's it's getting born again, renewing our minds with the word of God, getting those foundational principles straight, getting the old cobwebs of the old way of thinking out. and, And then. Everything starts growing around us. That's just it. The old way of thinking is what ends up bringing up so many tears or bringing up stubble where nothing grows because you're trying to grow something new with an old way of thinking. You can't put new wine in an old wineskin. Why? Because it'll burst. You can't do that. So you need a new wine skin for new wine. And it's the same thing with us. We become new creations in Christ for a reason. And then when we become the new creation, we have to be trained up and taught up so that, so that new creation sticks and we don't rebound back. Too many people rebound back. That new creation is supposed to stick. Yep. Yeah, new 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 wineskins being born again because the the carnal mind, the natural mind, is not able to understand the things of the spirit. You have to be born again, and then you will properly start understanding the things of God, and you'll have the capacity to have the wisdom of God and the mind of Christ. And and when those things starts permeating our being, uh, my 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 my, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and He will raise us up. And will cause us to live in a level that is higher than the possibilities of this world. It, it's so true. I mean, I can even I can even speak for my own life and all we've been through. And Vidar knows a lot of what of what we've gone through. And, and, and Vidar has met Chris personally as well. But I look back sometimes I go, Lord, I don't know how I got here, but praise God, I'm here. I mean, I know how I got here. It was almighty God. But you looking back and looking what he brought me out of. And looking every, at everything we had to go through, I said, it's only by the hand of Almighty God that we're even here. None of this would have ever, ever happened, ever, unless the hand of Almighty God was leading it. Yeah. Yeah. And we can say the same with uh, with Safari Mission Network. Uh, there, there is no way one person, one man, one woman could could accomplish what's what's happening here. Uh, we're just vessels, and it's the hand of the Lord that is upon us, within us, right. and, and, and working through us uh, to accomplish uh, a mighty work for God uh, in the earth. 
and we're just happen to be ambassadors and mouthpieces part of building his kingdom in the in the earth amen and it you know it's it i think people sometimes get discouraged as we see things shake more in the world but that's a greater opportunity for us to build. We're supposed to be light in dark places. God does not submit to the financial systems or the world systems. He does not submit to them. He doesn't need those things to, to raise us up, to build up what he wants us to build uh, in order for his kingdom and his glory. So it really, if we're a peculiar people in the middle of the world shaking, people should see us children servants of the most high god raising those things up during that time why because it's peculiar everything else is shaking but this is growing well there's a reason for it because our citizenship is not in this world it's in heaven yes you know jesus did say regarding the shaking uh, of the kingdoms and all of this see that you are not alarmed that's right. Paul said in Thessalonians regarding end time teaching, you know, therefore encourage one another with these words. So as we see all these rumors of wars and everything that is happening, it's not for us to be discouraged. Uh, this is our greatest opportunity. You know, the, the, the more darkness there is, the more opportunity there is for our light to shine. The easier right. it is for our light to shine. And so focus on the opportunities Focus on the kingdom of God. Seek ye first his righteousness. And he has promised us that all these things will be added unto us. That's right. You seek ye first the kingdom of God. Yes, first. And it's true because, like I said, God is a God of order. His word is absolute truth. When we seek the Lord's business first, when we seek his kingdom first, when that is our main concern first, Everything else we need, we need to be equipped with, we need to be provided for, is added onto us. See, that's the order. I think people flip that order sometimes. Yes. And it's like yes. tried to get all those things added onto them first and then seek the kingdom of God. No, his kingdom has no end. His resources are endless and he is infinite and boundless. He's omniscient, omnipotent, the Alpha and Omega. And so when you seek that first and make that your first priority, he will give you more than what you need. He will add it in great measure because he knows he's our father. We seek that relationship with first and in kind, our father provides to us what we need. He's not going to tell us to go do something when we're seeking him first and not give us the tools and the equipping we need to accomplish the task. Very true. Like my father-in-law says, he says, um, whatever he orders, he pays for. And, Amen. And, and that's, you know, the, like there is that. provision for the one who is focused on the assignment. Uh, you know, you don't send a soldier out into the war without a supply line and, and God is our supply line. So as we focus on the assignment that God has given us, uh, God does take care of our stuff. Uh, we're not to be hoarders. We're not to be focused, first of all, uh, on what we need for ourselves. Uh, it's for us to be a vessel, for us to be a channel for the blessing, focus on getting blessings and uh, into others, help others to grow. And it's very difficult not to grow ourselves as we focus on other people to grow. And it's just a natural byproduct. We end up growing ourselves uh, in, more, in more ways than one. It does. It, bu it builds character. It does. 
Um, and I think the younger generation needs to understand that as well. And, and parents of the younger generation that giving your kids everything without allowing them to suffer and work and toil a bit and build character and understand early on that it's not their peers and it's not the latest sneakers and it's not the latest that or that that's going to provide for them what they need. That's going to give them truly what their soul and spirit needs to fulfill them. It is almighty God and allowing them to go off with the Lord and suffer and toil a bit and go through the process builds their character to raise them up into what the Lord wants them to be because the enemy wants them to be mindless vessels. That's what he wants. He wants mindless, controllable vessels that really have no idea what's going on in the spiritual realm. The yes. Lord wants the opposite of that. Right. It's the enemy allures to enslave. God allures so he can love you while you're serving him. Yes, that is that is absolutely true. Mm -hmm. And um, this is why we are here in Kenya and in Congo. It's to to raise up leaders uh, who will do the right thing and be a mighty force for the light to continue to go forth uh, in these areas. And we know this, that um, when light and darkness get into a fight, it's just too hard for darkness to win. Light always Amen. wins. But if you start focusing on the darkness and let your light to go out, that's when that's when troubles come. As long as you focus on making sure your light stays on and you continue to be focusing on, on being a blessing, darkness does flee and light does win. So we just focus on that and uh, we keep on winning. It's Praise fun. God. Yes, you do. You and Safari Missions do because you're doing great exploits for the Lord. And praise the Lord. You're in that area. Um, and we look forward to hearing from you, Vidar, updates on what is going on in that area in Kenya and in the Congo. So we will be having Vidar back on so he can give us updates because I, I'm sure it's only going to grow. I'm sure the reach is only going to grow. And there is crucial and precious seed being planted in these people in this area. Yep, that is very, very true. Mm -hmm. And uh, Amanda Grace, we want to thank you so much. We want to thank uh, Arca Grace so much as well for being part of all this wonderful work. Uh, we're reaching about 3 million people, three different radio Thanks stations God. in the Congo. They're being reached. Uh, it's twice a week, half-hour programs that are going in. We're sending in pastors, well, well-trained and well-skilled pastors that are raising up local, local workers in the Congo, on the Somali border, other places here in Kenya. Uh, there's a whole lot going on. We, we see pastors raised. We see entrepreneurs raised. Um, we got healing testimonies, um, all kinds of wonderful things happening. And we want to thank uh, all of you at, uh, at Ark of Grace, Amanda Grace, all of you listeners. Thank you so much for being involved. Um, we would cover your prayers. Uh, there's a lot of different things to pray about. Pray for the teams that we have. Pray for boldness, for the word to go forth. Mm -hmm. Pray for the people that we're reaching. Yes. And uh, hop on over to safarimission.org on the website there. Um, the book that is behind me is A Fork in the Road. You can download that for free. It's a lot of principles that can help yourself as well and grow and, and, and get further in life. And you can hop on the website, uh, both safarimission.org and, and as well, arcofgraceministries.com um, and, and be a part of uh, these great works that are happening and, and, and help financially. Uh, $5 a month, $10 a month, $15 a month, 
all of that comes together and it helps a whole lot to get the gospel to go further where, to, where there is a lot of darkness. So we thank you for all of that. Thank you, Vidar. And and all glory be to God. We're happy to do it. We're happy that you're reaching so many. You have been tilling the soil there and planting, and there is so much growing in that area for the glory of God. So, Vidar, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having us on, and uh, God bless you and, and, and all the work that you're doing. Thank you, Vidar. God bless. We'll be in touch soon, and we will have Vidar back on. Okay. That concludes our interview with Vidar Lagarde from Safari Missions. I also love, I think it's his father's name. I think his father or grandfather was named Thor. And I think I just get a kick out of that. But Vidar is Norwegian and so is Chris. So they have that actually in common, which um, we found out when we first met Vidar at the first Reawaken America in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Vidar was there. We were there. Um, and so... We praise God that he made that divine connection because um, we love hearing the updates of what's going on. Vidar sends personal updates to me as well as what is happening and what he's doing in the Congo. And we so appreciate that. So please pray for him and his family and his teams that are in there because they are going into some dangerous areas and there are more and more nefarious people and groups eyeing those areas. So just pray and uh, pray for their protection and pray for them to go forth and continue to do mighty exploits for the Lord. So thank you everyone for joining us. I also wanted just to make the announcement at the end of the broadcast that yes, we will be at Reawaken America next week in Miami, but May 31st, I will be speaking at Faith Assembly of God in Poughkeepsie, New York. This is special for me because the Lord, after 20 years, has brought me back to Faith Assembly. I actually started when I was in my early 20s and very sick helping teach the young adults group there. And so after 20 years, uh, there's a lot of people at Faith that are a big part of the testimony of what the Lord did in my life. And so I'm very excited that May 31st at 7 p.m., uh, me and Chris get to speak there. So I hope to see many of you there. Going to be a powerful night for the Lord. We thank Pastor Sam and his lovely wife and the board, they, they're very excited about us coming and we so appreciate that and we're looking forward to it. So just wanted to make that announcement. Okay, everyone. Thank you. God bless you. Keep the faith. We'll announce when we're going to be back on. I'm also working on a couple of other things and we'll announce when we're going to do those teachings. So we will announce it on social media. Armor up according to Ephesians chapter six. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Hello everyone, this is Amanda Grace and I wanted to tell you, if you are interested in where you should invest financial matters, if precious metals, if gold and silver is something that you should invest in or should be a part of your portfolio, please go to bh-pm.com, that is bh-pm.com, Beverly Hills Precious Metals, Andrew Sorcini, who has been on Art of Grace before, he loves to answer our viewers' questions, is more than happy to guide you and to answer your questions and to help you in those financial matters. So please go to bh-pm.com today. Thank you, everyone. God bless. You want to support an amazing patriot that's doing so much for our country and be a blessing, you can go to mypillow.com and use promo code ARC, 
ARK to save up to 66% or sometimes more off of all my pillow products. They are so much more than just pillows. They have amazing bathrobes, they have sheets, they have slippers, they of course have pillows, and they even have dog beds. And I will tell you a fun fact, Noble Arcade at the Animal Sanctuary that many of you know and love has indeed slept on a MyPillow dog bed. So if you'd like to be a blessing, go to MyPillow.com and use promo code ARC. God bless everyone. If you are looking for an excellent doctor, if you are looking to get healthier, if you are looking for guidance, go to Sherwood.tv forward slash Amanda Grace. Dr. Mark Sherwood and his lovely wife, Dr. Michelle, have the Functional Medical Institute in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Both myself and my husband, Chris, and let me tell you, God bless Dr. Sherwood because Chris was a tough nut to crack on this. But Chris is finally on board and we are both patients of his. I have to tell you, they have helped us tremendously. They also have an amazing line of products that are excellent for your health and can help you get your health back on track. So if you would like to make an appointment with them or you want to go see uh, what they are all about, what products they have, you can go to Sherwood.tv forward slash Amanda Grace. If you would like to grow your own food with what we see going on right now in the world with not only food supplies, but what they are doing to our food, you can go to amandagracegrows.com. These are amazing hydroponic growers. In fact, we have one in our parrot room, and this is an indoor one we have where you can grow food all year round, actually. Vegetables all year round. And we are doing that actually for our birds and our animals at our sanctuary. They also have outdoor ones. They actually yield 30% more and grow the vegetables three times faster. So if you would like to learn more, go to amandagracegrows.com. God bless. And I have to tell you something, they work. It is an alternative to big pharma based on quantum physics, over 40 scripture verses written into these patches for everything from blood sugar, anxiety, pain, neuropathy, to immune system boost, dog pain. They are very sincere about um, having alternatives to big pharma. We are a big advocate of natural solutions to help with pain and, and, and blood sugar and a host of other issues. I yeah. tried the pain patches and yeah, I gave them I to my uh, VP of operations also, Ronnie. And she said they worked as well. She was yeah. quite shocked, actually, but she said they worked so, and they worked when I used them. When you connect it to your body, the skin patch changes your brainwaves. This one is neuropathy. I actually have it on and we use this on Toby, actually, because Toby's about eight years old. And from being paralyzed years ago and the Lord miraculously healing him, he has a little leftover with his joints and his hips. So we actually give him the doggy pain patches. What was he doing? He was running? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I walked him out and wow, he's boom. And he got power. I said, no way. And I don't know. I said, Amanda, what? What did you do to him? To <laughs> so it's good.